Spurs people, um, nice evening here in Wiltshire, um, my home, Steve Perriman talking. So, um, lovely day weather-wise and uh, the practicing the bells, unfortunately, outside my window, so I hope <laughs> you can't hear that. And um, and yeah, no, no game to talk about last weekend. So, of course, uh, we have uh, Howard and Tom in the uh in their various homes uh how have you coped with the hot weather chaps hi howard hi how's the hot weather been for you hot weather is very very uncomfortable for me but i've also found with with parkinson it's actually detrimental to it i have to avoid all of it is that right wow sorry about that and tom and tom your young family how they've been coping um hot and bothered um, for the last few days, to be honest, Jessie's Jesse, been poorly as well with tonsillitis again. So uh, we've had to stay indoors with her, and uh, generally it's been a bit, bit of a, I'm, I'm be able to get out and enjoy it too much, yeah. to be honest. So, uh, but at the same time, I got a new fireplace installed a couple of days ago, so I'm looking forward to it to get cold and I can start using that. Yeah. Felt, felt, <laughs> felt absolutely ridiculous cranking it up the other the other day to test it out, but. Um, and yeah. of course, you but you've both got pets to consider as well in the in yep. the heat wave. Uh, walking the dog so at ten at night. That's not easy, eh? No. Okay. Uh so listeners, thank you for tuning in again. And um I think this is the second one of the new season. Um so uh we have lots of new members, thankfully. So thank you if you're one of those, or even one of the uh the, the old listeners um so i just want uh howard and tom and then i'll follow on just to introduce ourselves in terms of how we got linked to tottenham how our love affair started or call it what you want how our um association happened with the club so howard if you go first because you're the uh, the oldest supporter so as a little boy of seven i went to a prep school where they played sports on saturday afternoons I was a little chubby at that time and had no interest in football. Every week, the sports teacher would put a list of boys playing in the yellow kit and a list of those opponents in the blue kit. Usually, each team would be composed of half of the boys who enjoyed football and the other half, like me, who absolutely hated it. On this particular day, the list was composed of all the good players versus all the bad players. Obviously, I was on the bad player side, and at halftime, we were losing 13-0. As I was sucking on my slice of orange at the side of the pitch, I thought to myself, this is awful. Somebody on this side has got to try. So in the second half, I ran around like a lunatic, and the final score was still 13-0, which I thought was a great result. You drew the second half. Exactly. At the end of that match, my dad picked me up and stopped, he stopped at the newsagent to buy the evening paper. In those days... The Saturday evening paper was pink in colour and had all the football results. Classified. Pink classified, exactly. Showing our age, Steve. Yeah. I took the newspaper out of his hands and said, I had a great time today playing football. I'm going to support a team. What team? asked my dad. I said, I'll drop the pen on the paper and whichever team has won that game, that's my team. The pen descended to make a mark on Tottenham 3, Cardiff City 2. 
This was November 22nd, 1960, and thus began my one and only true love of Tottenham Hotspur. Well, the kids now come first, then Spurs, then the dog and cat, then Viv knows she knows. Yeah, of course she does. My dad took me to my first home game on 24th of February 1962 against Bolton. We drew two all, and one of our goals was scored by Jimmy Greaves. I fell in love with him too. I attended sporadically until 1967 when I got my own season ticket. I was 15 years old and I've been there ever since and with this since 1968. I think a lot of people can relate to what you've just said, Howard. Yeah, I think Not so much. I don't think many people would own up to being a bad player. But so well, well done. And you must be a good defender if you stop the goals going in. Exactly. The second half. Wow. Uh, thank you. Um, Tom, go on then. Your link with Spurs, the mighty Spurs. Um, yeah, very much the baby of the group here. Um, but uh, but similar, similar to Howard, I think I was about seven when um, when I started really uh, get, getting into it. Dad's from, um, yeah, my dad's from, also other families from North London. Um, and uh, Tottenham was in the family, so it was um, always going to be that way. Um, and I think, yeah, it was probably when probably when I was about seven, six or seven earliest memories of watching the very last bit of Chris Waddle and the and the very early days of um Gaza and, and Lineker really where I got really started really feeling it and um wearing the yellow away Hummel Holston kit, I think was uh, was was the first one I wore at um playing football at school. And uh and it just became an absolute obsession. Um highlight of the early years was probably winning a competition at the age of 10 to uh, visit Chase Lodge, um, the old training ground at Mill Hill. And yeah. um, uh, meet, meet, I think Gary, Gary Mallett was was my kind of hero at the time as well. Um, yeah. And uh, and he was he kind of showed us around and uh, got to meet yeah, a lot of uh, my heroes in the flesh up close, which was uh, which was unreal for, for a 10 year old. Um, Probably the, the not so proud of giving Nick Barnaby chicken pox on the day, uh, which uh, which ruled him out of uh, an FA Cup game a couple I of days remember. later. I remember that. Wow. Um, so uh, and, what, and what about playing wise? Did you play for the school? Were you yeah goalkeeper, I, for instance? No, I, I I played for the school and I played uh, kind of Sunday league as I as I kind of got older as well. And um, I generally played on the left because I was the only one who. Even though I'm right-footed, I was the only one who had a semblance of a left foot amongst um, amongst a lot of my my peers. So, generally yeah. played on the left, and uh, kind of kind of kind of gave it up when I when I got into music um, a bit more semi-professionally in my like late teens, early twenties. Um, yeah. And then last time I tried playing five a side, I was coughing up a lung by about two minutes in. So, um, yeah, I'm <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't I don't do it so much anymore. Gary's keen on me popping down and joining the the local kind of Friday night. Sure. Football club with, with with the local lads, but uh, and we're now more... season ticket holder. Yeah, yeah, for for, for many years now. Um, sit up in the northeast stand at uh, at, at the new place, um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's my my favourite thing to do every two. And weeks. you said your family lived in North London. That that mm -hmm. means you could have veered from one side to the other. What what pushed you in the Tottenham direction? Just um, Howard's it, was the drop of a pen. Yeah, I think mine was a little more family uh family tradition than that but uh but yeah like you say you could easily go go the wrong way but um but my great grandfather actually played for barnet so um okay. so so if it was going to be any other club it would have probably been uh been barnet but um 
yeah, it's always going to be Spurs. Okay, thank you very much. So I'm from West London, uh, youngest of three boys. We used to go to QPR one week and Brentford the next in the old third division. I eventually showed some ability at school and ended up playing for England schoolboys. Um, because I didn't sign a schoolboy form, I could have joined about 30-odd clubs. Um, I decided to join the Mighty Spurs. In 61, 60-61, when they won the double, I would have been 10 years old. So I was aware of this great team and these great uh, uh, victories and cup finals and then a European cup final as well. So uh, this is in the sort of back of my mind. And the year I came to prominence, 67, was the Chelsea uh, Spurs FA Cup final, which I was invited to by both clubs took the invitation from Spurs and then that meant I was going down the Spurs route. So I decided to, to join them as a 15 year old apprentice and then ended up playing the most games so far of any player and, um, and actually winning the most trophies as well. And I, I, I suppose because of our lack of trophies somewhat, um, that's not been too hard to uh, to do, but anyway, that's that's my um, still want Spurs to win every game and um, want them to do things right. That's what Bill Nicholson used to say to me, Steve. Just do it right. Just do it right. Whether you're passing the ball or you're cleaning out the showers or whatever, just do it right. It's so much easier and saves time. And uh, so I just really want our club to be doing it right. So that's our introduction. Um, probably not very, um, uh, not not so new for for most of you, but certainly for some. So um, now I want Tom to play. Um, this is a match from that someone sent me. Uh, the first game of the nineteen eighty eighty one season, which turned out to be our. FA Cup uh, victory. Uh, it was the first game of the season against Forest, who were European champions. And I'm particularly interested in the words of um, the commentator, Barry Davis, uh, at the start of the game. So, Tom, play that, please. So, in an atmosphere of doubt about its future and debate about its right to invade the British summertime so early, we have liftoff in the 82nd Football League season. If the game is still sport, then the dictionary tells us that it should be amusement, diversion, fun. If it's totally business, then it has a need to be a risk business, and as such, exciting to its true shareholders, the spectators. Uh, so that game, um, for the buffs out there, we won 2-0. Um, goal from Glenn Hoddle, penalty. And the twinkle-toed Garth Crooks um, with the second that sealed the win. Um, so quite ironic that the game he says is still a sport uh, it's about amusement, diversion and fun yes it's a business but it should be a risk business and therefore exciting for the spectators so that leads us on to where our club is heading at the moment a fantastic start of the season uh, with a new manager and with some new players, uh, the the uh, 
buying period has finished, the doors closed, so and the window with it. So, um, Howard, would you like to give us a, your opinion on Ange, the the manager? I, yeah. I struggle, I struggle with his with his surname. Let's call him Ange, if you don't mind, unless you're braver than me. But uh, can you give me your impressions of him? Having you seen the greats of Bill Nicholson, Keith Birkinshaw, et cetera, et cetera, please. Well, Ange sounds to me like the real deal. You can hear it in his voice. You can see it in his body language. You can see how quickly he's built a fantastic relationship with the whole team. And the team are back to looking like they love each other, which we haven't seen since Posh left. As the great late Peter Cook said, he used to sit in the sit next to mine in the West End, he said, it's the hope that kills you. Yeah. I think that's where we're at. Yes, the early days, that's what you're saying. Early days, but it feels it feels like he's the right man. Yeah. Tom? Yeah. Your first I, impressions? Yeah, I think um just the way he's carried himself, the the kind of atmosphere, everything Howard just said really, the the kind of atmosphere he seems to have created around the place, um, his relationship with the media, the kind of quiet confidence, but not cockiness with which he, he speaks and, and just seems to to kind of um, get his get his messaging out there, um, I think he's handled the media extremely well. Uh, he's united the fan base uh, behind him, um, as far as I can see. Anyway, I think the fan base has been pretty split for for some time, um, and uh, the football has just been wow, amazing. Like the difference between what we've seen over the last four games uh, in the league, at least, um, compared to to, to playing. The Conte way over over particularly in his second season, um, where we just never ever looked like we got going in any game. Um, we're just going front foot. Uh, there's going to be mistakes. There's going to be goals conceded just because of the way we're playing. But um, but but it's just so enjoyable, and I'm just blown away at how quickly he's managed to change the whole um, yeah. style of play across the whole, you know, yeah. across from beginning back to front across the whole pitch. It's just so yeah. forward, forward, and yeah, love it. It wasn't an easy summer, was it? With the with the Harry episode, that wasn't mm. easy. So, um, I really, really like him. I have never met him, never spoke to him. If I'm a judge from afar, I would say. Everything you both said is correct. Uh, very simple in his words. Um, I've read somewhere, or I've maybe seen an interview with him where he says, we don't stop. We don't stop. The opponent wants us to stop, but we don't stop. You know when you can stop? This is talking to the players. You can stop at half time, and you can stop at the end of the game. But during the first and second half, we don't stop. The, 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 the opponent would be delighted if we stopped, but we don't stop. Now, I can see that in our performances. I, you know, if we're a goal up or a goal down, of course, if you're a goal down, why would you stop? But um, I think he's brought the, the smile back on the faces of the players. Um, of course, with the changes of the starting eleven, there seems to be some, a lot of players 
needing to prove their worth or their selves to, to him. And he's a straight talker. He's got a purpose. He's got a plan. Um, and he, he sort of knows what team he wants, what, what style he wants. And, um, and it's as if that's his way and that's the way that he's going to do it. And I think I've mentioned in my criticisms of before, I've been asking who sets the tone. Well, he certainly set the tone with, with his words and his direction. And he's, he's the only time I felt he was a bit, a bit fluffy was when I saw the piece of film of him making Son the captain. That's the only time I've felt, oh. But anyway, people will say the Fulham game and the selection, that was a blip. Um, so we've had one home game. Were you both, both at the home game? And how was the atmosphere within the crowd as per their expecting expectancy? I think, as we said, they, they all feel very excited about it. And you can all see us going forward, which he promised he would. You can see it, it, the relationship between the players. They seem they seem happy. They have a good time. Absolutely, absolutely. And, They're smiling. And, yeah, and I think... uh, Morrison's probably been the outstanding. But if I have to put it back a player, um, but all of them seem. And the people, the players that we know, talking to you during the last couple of years, the players that you don't necessarily reckon, which is you mentioned them to us and people. Sure. And those players are still at the team, still at the club, but they're not in the squads anymore. Not in the squad, absolutely. Tom, you had something to say there? Just that atmosphere was, um, yeah, it was first game of the season, so it was very, yeah, you always get a kind of bit of a new season buzz atmosphere in in, in those matches. But this one did feel like the start of a new era, um, without meaning to sound too, uh, too, too cheesy there. And I think what was really interesting as well was that there was a coordinated protest outside the ground before the game about ticket prices so so it could have got quite um you know it had the potential to get quite nasty and spill in perhaps if uh if, if things weren't looking positive on the playing sure. front but but it was sure. good because the protest got done point was made and then it was forgotten about while the players were on the pitch and the players all received uh full support from yeah. um from the crowd and it was uh uh it was and and as we said earlier, just seeing the style of play, which we just have not really seen at that stadium since we mm. moved in, apart from a couple of notable games, um, was uh, just left feeling feeling great. And uh, you, you kind of forget that we've only played one game at home, and that the other three have been been away. Um, yeah. And oh, you know what? It's my mother in law's seventieth birthday this weekend, and I'm gutted to be missing uh, getting back there for um, for to, to see us play against Sheffield United. So, um, so yeah, I won't be back until the Liverpool game, which isn't until like the end of the month. It seems so long, yeah. and, and I just can't remember feeling like I dying to get back and watch watch the team. Um, yeah, just haven't felt that over the last couple of years. I've gone more to see mates, and uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I've said this before. I I only go once or maximum twice a season, and I've put in a request to be able to go to the Sheffield United game. So I'm um, looking forward to the answer to that. Um, Howard showed his um he 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 went with Madison in terms of probably being the most impressive in his eyes as per being the the 
the the the leader of the change. Yeah. Um, in terms of the new players, is that how you see it, Tom? Yeah, I mean, I think Madison. I knew he was good, but I didn't know quite how good he was until until I've seen him playing. You know, kind of ninety minutes over and over again for a few for for, for a few matches. You know, which which I just never did before. I barely had the time to see other other teams than than my own really these yeah. days uh, on a regular basis and I'd, I feel unqualified to give too much of opinion on just how good someone is uh, if they're not playing for Spurs and um, and he's just blown me away not just with how well he plays but with his um, positivity and his kind of the, the, the attitude he seems to be galvanising his teammates yeah. and um, and fans as well you know he's got the fans on side quicker than any other player I can remember I think in terms of like an immediate impact he reminds me a little bit of um, Rafa van der Vaart uh, when he came yeah. in in um, 2010, just came in and just seemed to just kind of like embrace the club straight yeah. away, and just um, and and everyone just loved him from from day one. And I think uh, so, yeah, I I think he's fantastic. I think also Basuma, yeah, we're looking at him play, and we're just thinking, what on earth did Conte? What was he playing? At? Okay, that's like that's a... my next that's my next question of right. the players that were there before Ange. Which one do you think is had the most effect on Howard? Um, okay, Basuma. good. I think the signs in the last couple of games are that he's starting to be the player he should should have been last year. Absolutely. But I think also bear in mind. Um, I think we as, we as the supporters don't recognise that players should be out for weeks with an injury, whatever the injury might be. But I think it does happen, and I think Son maybe last year was not good for him. He didn't play well. He was always off the pace, off the pace. And here he's a hatchery in the first three games. Yeah. So he comes through. And I think the rest of them, my general feeling would be that we've bought some very good players, which hope, which I think has been the real disaster of the last few years. We've bought crap. we bought players that have never been wearing the white shirt. Yeah. These, these guys seem a bit more, they seem nicer people, but they're giving their all and it's showing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I think some some players got too comfortable in the selection, yeah, and were were cruising. Did you see the comment from Harry that if you lost a couple of games when he's at Tottenham, it's sort of it, I don't think he said it didn't matter, but it wasn't a disaster. Wasn't a disaster, and yet at Bayern Munich he feels they can't lose a game; they shouldn't lose a game. Mm. Well, Harry, I'd like to think that you were pushing us to not wanting to lose any game. I mean, it's obviously not going to happen because everyone loses a game at some point. It, you know, <laughs> over the course of times, we've we've managed to beat Man City too many yeah. times as such. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to happen. But, um, you know, please, Harry, come on. Let's... I kind of feel like he's never looked on Twitter after Spurs hasn't won for two games if he doesn't think it's a disaster. It's, um... it's well, exactly that's right. So it's um, you know, and I'm linking that with the committee. And if Harry must be the leader of the committee with regard, or as an outfield player, he must be the sort of leader amongst that. And um, that's not a good um, that's not a good sign of leadership. I I don't think. But where where you both mentioned Bisuma and. If you remember back, I was so happy that we signed him from Brighton. I was so happy. This fellow was strong. He was purposeful. He was driving from midfield. And all he did under Conte 
was get the ball from a back player and give it straight back. I didn't see anything positive from him whatsoever. Tom, you'll tell me, you know or not, uh, whether he scored a goal for us. No, he, he might have. He might have done, but I can't even remember him having a shot. No, he hasn't so, scored. He's had a couple of shots in this season so far. He's yeah, sure, sure. But last person. season, last season, no, no, he was, he was, he was playing too deep. Yeah, shackles. Um, were on. The shackles were on, and I mean, what sort of manager stops a player of that ability going to do what he does? It's, it seems ridiculous. So I was starting to question my own judgment. The longer last season went on. And now in two games, he's completely turned me back to where I was, feeling what a good player he is. And, and actually, the combination of Madison and Basuma, it looks like they own the ball. Well, we can't say that very often, can we, in the last few years? We own the ball. Yeah. I mean, I think... of, course, of course, I think back to my times when Ozzy and, and uh, maybe sometimes Ricky or Mickey Hazard and Glenn they had the ball. They had the ball. That's it. Of course, they sometimes do right. Sometimes they do wrong. But we 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 own the ball. So um, and we still got Bentancur so, to come back. Wow, how good is that? Which so, which will probably be a good timing for the African Cup of Nations. Um, yeah, because we're going to lose, you know, Basuma <laughs> and Saar, uh for for a period at that point. Tom, could you check this out for me at some point in the future? Someone said we have a two weeks off. They talked about having a two week gap in, in, in because the players get too, too long in yeah. the snow and all that stuff. Yeah. And no, like last a... year they introduced it, but only for certain. But where, to be fair, it's quite sensible. If City were playing on a Tuesday, you didn't want them playing international on a Wednesday. Sure, absolutely. So, But I thought it was to cope with the African nations. Could be. That's what I thought. So uh, I'm not saying that's a, that's nailed on. Tom, you 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 can investigate that for us, would you please, when you're ready? So um, on it. So so yeah, but isn't it nice to be looking forward to games? Exactly. Actually, in this international break, I've missed the football. That, that's a bit of a comment on the England game, I have to tell you. But probably this one. Uh, against Scotland's going to be a bit livelier, but um, but yeah, this when you think how quickly this has happened, yeah. if you think about the the noise going on around Enik and and Levy and disenchantment and ticket prices that you mentioned, Tom, and possible um, you know people showing their unrest. All of a sudden, that's gone. Absolutely gone. And we're all on the up and we're all feeling positive and lots more people are being brave enough to speak to me about Spurs now when over the last couple of years, they didn't want to go there just, in case, I, just in case I got upset. So um, looking at the other games, chaps, this is a new one on you, so... Don't worry if you held, particularly if you've not got an answer. But has any players in the other teams so far this season impressed you? I'll go to Tom first, if you don't mind. So Howard's got a bit of thinking time. God, um, Ferguson, the Ferguson, uh, yeah, Brighton striker, immediately yeah. looks like he's a immediately looks like he's a you know, potential star of the future already, doesn't he? So um, handful, young, 
Mm, and just very strong. Target centre forward. Yeah. Um, Doesn't need a lot of space to get his goals. Uh, who's your mind? He's, you're a threat. He's a threat. I love him. I um, absolutely love him. Howard, have you got one? Um, I think going in both directions, I think. The, the, he's picking one defensive midfield player, partnering one more creative midfield player. I think it seems fine. Yeah. But um, two two years ago, you'd have said um, sip, sip, sip would be. Sir. No, no. Oh, um, Skippy. Skippy. Yeah. Skippy was was the player they all talked about coming through. Yeah. And I know he had a fair few injuries last season, but he didn't didn't play that much. And now we're yeah. going to a new season. He seems to slip down to third in the rankings again. Yeah, is he good, is he good enough to hold up with those other players? Well, Sar Sar is a very good player. You know, mm, so. he's he's got great legs and great energy and a terrific engine. Um, so I think Skippy's going to have to sort of be out of it for a little while. Um, but all all I ask supporters is going on my getting my homegrown hat on again, just be patient with this kid. Just be patient. I think for any midfield player that we were judging last year, sounds stupid to say it, but I don't think there are too many options to pass the ball forward. I really don't. And, yeah, you'd say, well, how did Harry score them goals then? Well, okay, but I don't think he was a real sort of target man for a midfield player. Um, personally. So uh, in terms of the other teams, um, I think Sterling of Chelsea. No, he's he's back, isn't he? He's I'm back. amazed that he wasn't picked in the in the international team. Mm. And he looks like he's got his, his hunger back for the game. I, I'm not sure that it ever left him, but I just didn't notice him so much. And it looked like the move from Man City to Chelsea are costing something. And of course, his team, the Chelsea team, was not as good as the one he left, was he? The, the, the Manchester City team. But he looks like he's got the devilish back in his game uh, and the change of pace and the attack the box. And um, I'm I'm so pleased with him. And if it's Poch, if it's Poch adding to his game, I'll be delighted with that because I'm still a fan of Poch. I haven't gone negative on him for just being a Chelsea manager. And the other player is Bowen of West Ham. And I don't think any of us are telling anything new there with the choices we've picked, Ferguson, Sterling and, and Bowen. But um, Bowen looks to me, again, I nominated him a couple of years ago and then he went off the boil. But uh, yeah, he he looks like he's come through that spell, which happens to every player. It happened to Son. It's happening to skip now. They go through a little bit of an average period, and then if they're the real player, they they come out of it. So, um, so yeah, I, yeah. The thing about I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I was told not long back that with all the racing that's on television, maybe pre now. A horse was described as Spursy. And I think what that meant was um, doesn't I, I made some notes here. 
doesn't can't go the distance, takes the easy way out, dips out when the going gets tough. So that is now a horse racing term. That horse is Spursy. Well, then none of us are proud of that, are we? But um, I think this Ange man is going to cut that word right back out of our the, the words that people use about Spurs these days. I hope so anyway. So, um, so yeah, anything else you want to add about Ange or the new players? Um, I think um, one of the things we looked at uh, here is that we were very critical of Daniel Levy. And I've always been critical and still am. But I do feel that when we went and read the papers every day and read Sky Sports News dictate every day, you thought, okay, these are players worth buying. But you never heard Daniel. You never heard him being interviewed. You never heard him saying a word. But he, he seems to have got the players that Ange wanted him to get. Yes, so it seems. That's, that's what you can ask. So, so it seems. Yeah. I think in fairness, Tom, I, th I think in fairness, when you look at the, the players we signed since Paratici came in, there aren't really any duds there, are there? I mean, when you think Udogi, Saar, they all came in yeah. last year. Um, yeah. and the Swedish player. Kulisevsky, Romero. Um, Bentacor. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think Emerson. Emerson has certainly turned his turned things around since since he had a, a real, you know, un unfortunate period. Um, so, so, yeah. I yeah. Mean, I, 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 I think Pratichi deserves a lot of credit for for, for, for a lot of the players who who, who, who yeah. came in over the last couple of years and uh, by all accounts he's still consulting sure um so uh but yeah i mean it's good because i think that's when, when you look at like the signings since probably um certainly the later period of potch's era i mean we didn't really sign any in the middle of it um but but certainly when you look at that summer where we signed clark and dumbele and and lo celso yeah, and, yeah. And, and after that you know none it just seems like a load of wasted money now when you look at how much was 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 spent there, yeah. um, and 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 recruitment didn't really pick up at all until until Pratici came in. Yeah, I think. yeah, and, yeah. Um, and and since since then we've got some really really good players. Pleased to see Sanchez go. I was, I think yeah. it's right that he did. Um, I feel bad for him. Uh, that ever since that game. Um, I can't remember who we were playing against, where 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 he was getting booed onto the pitch. Um, AC Milan, was it AC Milan? Yeah, that, we there's needed a... we needed a goal and they yeah. substituted him, yeah. and put put him on. There was a league game as well where he got yeah, yeah. He got booed on as well, and um and I just really hate that. Uh, but you know he if people forget that in his first season he was he was very good actually. Um yeah. and uh, but he always had that price tag weighing on yeah. him and um and and. It never quite worked out for him after that first year, but you know he's still. I coming think at and... one stage, at one stage we went about twenty odd games where he played and we didn't lose. Yeah, and he's and, and even in the last couple of years he's popped up. Yeah, like he he filled in for Mero in the in the three 0 against Arsenal, yeah. um, and you know last minute winner against Watford same season as well. You know he's he's he, yeah. he, he pops up sometimes, and I think his final, the final thing we saw of him. Uh, was was Son jumping into his arms when he scored his hat trick goal um, yeah. against Burnley the other day? Yeah, so he, yeah, he's clearly a you know, popular guy around around the club, yeah. and um, good luck to him. How about any opinion? Yeah. Any opinion on him? 
On on which one was I jumped ahead? Sanchez. Yeah, I think he's got to go. To me, it was always one one mistake in the game to be made. You kept waiting for it to happen. It did happen. Yeah, there there was a big mistake in him. Mm. The other player who's very questionable is Richelson. Well, no one's mentioned him yet. Um, I'm mentioning him unhappily. I think that this is a bit of an enigma. Um, did you see his reaction at going off in the Brazil game? Yeah. How yep. down he was. Yeah. I I look at the game where he did the keepy uppy at Forest, which meant he got above himself, in my opinion, to go and do something like that. Was he trying to prove he's Brazilian? Well. You don't do that sort of in space. You you do those sort of things in amongst players to get yourself free and get out of trouble. Um, so I think he gets above himself or up below himself, as per now, with no confidence. And football, you can't be like that. You just can't be like it. You know, Harry regularly never used to score in, in August, did he? And yeah. if he'd have got his head down surely then he doesn't go and score the goals that he ends up scoring throughout the season, almost without August. So I I, I maybe think he's got a bit of growing up to do or someone's, someone's got to find a way to give him confidence, I would say. And mm-hmm. um, it just, he, he looks like he's a bit of a kidder. I'm just going to go back to Sanchez for a second I think Sanchez was made look worse in possession of the ball when he was given a nothing pass, square pass, that set him up to be pressed. Yeah. And he wasn't good. He wasn't in the team mm. to do that, to get out of trouble with the ball. He wasn't in the team to do that. Absolutely not. He's a, in Brian Clough's words, turn around, son. Oh, yeah, number five. Yeah, you edit and you kick it. And if you don't edit or kick it and clear your lines, I want to know why. I think he was that type of player. Mm. And if people were putting him positions with a ball, feeding them the ball that they could have played anywhere else, I think that's the wrong choice to play to him. And, and you know, I'm talking about a premiership footballer here. Maybe I should be saying every player should be able to play as such. Well, of course, but people like Larry Lloyd and Burns won the European Cup twice with, with Clough, you know? So... Um, you know, you can't have footballers in every every position. You've got to have job players uh, in any team. And and I would like to have seen him with players that could not give him the ball so much, but give him it when it's right. And I, I would think that would be a, a different judgment. So, so yeah. So, um, Tom, you're not going to the Sheffield United game. Howard definitely is. Yep. And I'm half going, half not going. So, um, yeah, if I go, I'll see you there, Howard. We're going to meet up on Thursday, going to see The Temptations. Yeah. Unfortunately, Tom, you're not invited to that one. I've, I've seen them. I've seen them before. Don't don't need to. <laughs> Love it. Well, I won't take it personally. What a, what a good reaction. But uh, And I want to just give a mention to a good friend of mine, Darren, who had a, a car accident in the West Country. Uh, his car aquaplaned off the road and went down 90 feet. Uh, thankfully, he's not injured, um, but he's very, very lucky. But, but big Spurs fan. So, Darren, uh, 
hope you recover soon and um, hope you're getting your confidence back to drive. And if you do, if if and when you do that, uh, I expect you'll be going to Spurs and I might might see you there Saturday as well. So thank you, chaps, for your for your input. And um, are you watching the England uh, Scotland game? We got it out. Out. Yeah, yeah. With me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Good. You, Tom. I might do. I've got to be honest. I'm um, love all the way these days. I, I, I don't really have much interest in, in following England anymore. Um, no. No, so. Uh... Okay, troops. Go on, Howard. Do we know anything about the new uh, young striker we bought from Forest? Uh, Brennan Johnson. Yeah. Well, he's very highly highly regarded by his old teammates and um, yeah. and uh, coaches. And I remember seeing him in a couple of games, and I I thought how exciting he was. But I don't watch Forest enough to be able to sort of add to that opinion. Um, but there was him and another one who looked the same. I think that that was Gibbs Gibbs White from Sorry. Wolves. Right. So, um, so I, I sometimes couldn't distinguish between the two of them, but uh, but it, it, it feels like it's going to be exciting, Howard. Mm. So let's hope so. So let's uh, let's hope our players get back safe and sound from the uh, internationals. I think there was a thought that Romero might be injured um, yeah. from the last game. So let, let's uh, keep our fingers crossed on that one. Do we have anyone take his place? Well, yeah, that's... I think. Yeah, I think it was. I think he's okay. I think it was a more of a more of a um, precaution, precaution than anything else. Uh, yeah, I think he's all good. Good. Okay, yeah. chaps. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Give our Cheers, regards Steve. to Howard. your families and uh, thank you for listening, um, Spurs supporters. And remember, come on, you Spurs.